<laughs> well, hello friends. It has been two months since I uploaded a video. Here we are again. I did warn that I wasn't sure how May would go. We had a week of prayer. We had family visiting for two weeks from out of town. We had uh, matters in June as well. A week of VBS, uh, a week, a ministry week in northern Maine also. And uh, just all the disruptions. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter how well-intentioned you are. Routine... Routine is a powerful thing. So anyway, we're back and I have a number of studies prepared. Hopefully I'll get those recorded and out to you uh, as soon as possible. And then of course I've got, uh, in just over a week, a week of, of our youth camp, going to Pennsylvania. And then as soon as I get back, we have a family coming to stay with us for for six weeks or so. So again, things are still up in the air. I don't know. Oh, it's hard, difficult to just keep pressing on. Sorry about that. Just got interrupted there and uh, needing to try to get back to my thoughts. I think I was about to explain to you and share with you what I shared with the congregation on Wednesday. So Wednesdays are a prayer meeting and... Uh, this Wednesday was a little different in terms of what I was sharing uh, because I had to begin with two reports. One was a report on my trip to Northern Maine and how that went and thankful for answered prayer and how the Lord is working there as we try to see a church established. And the other related to what happened the day I left to go to Northern Maine. It was a Saturday, 24th of June, and a team went out to do outreach downtown. And one of the brethren was preaching the word and ended up arrested and taken to the jail and held there and charged, was eventually released. Late that night, and from a distance there was so little that I could do, though I was trying my best to make phone calls and so on. Anyway, I was really giving an update to the congregation because of that on Wednesday passed, I was able to uh, get through to the, the sheriff's office and bring closure to the whole thing. Charges dropped, and that brother doesn't have to worry about the potential consequences of having a charge on his record and so on. Anyways, I was I was explaining that, and as I was preparing that afternoon after having heard that news, I turned the congregation to First Thessalonians chapter two, verse eighteen, where Paul describes his desire to get to the church again, but Satan hindered. Satan hindered us, he says. And I just wanted to share with you the thoughts that I had on Wednesday night because, beloved, we have a real enemy. And whether it be him trying to prevent something like this and me ministering in this fashion, I don't know whether Satan is actively trying to prevent me from 
making videos for your encouragement. I don't know if he actively uses the lack of these videos to discourage you and cause you to not go on with the Lord, maybe in ways that you could have. I have no idea. But the reality is we have an enemy and he is pernicious, he is persistent, he is far more capable than than we understand. And he attacks in all sorts of ways, he hinders in all sorts of ways. And here's some of the ways I brought before the congregation uh, on Wednesday evening. And just leave leave them with you. At first, Satan hinders us from spiritual life. He prevents people from believing. He tries to steal away the seed of the word. He hates the gospel. And he hates when it shines in the hearts of men, giving the light of the glorious gospel to them. So he opposes it. He tries to frustrate every effort to preach the gospel, which was part of my point when I was saying, you know, what happened that Saturday? Was it just a... Was it just an officer who got things wrong? How do we measure it? Are there forces behind all of that that equate to this very experience where Paul felt like he's being held back from a goal, and an intention that he had in terms of ministry to get back to this fledgling congregation? Satan was there. Satan was working. Paul knew it. And yet at times we are prevented, we are hindered. The word hindered really means to cut a trench. It's to cause there to be an obstacle, a difficulty. Satan does that. He tries to prevent advance for the cause of Jesus Christ. So that's what happened. However else it may be evaluated that, that Saturday. And mercifully, the Lord was gracious. Thankfully, there's still good men in authority and it's important for us to deal with them carefully. In fact, I was just reading reading with the family tonight. If I can just go back and find what I was reading. Just give me a second. (laughs) Ah, yes, here it is. Proverbs 25, reading with the family tonight. Proverbs 25, verse 15. By long forbearing is a prince persuaded and a soft tongue breaketh the bone. When this event transpired, there was, you know, a tendency in some to get very frustrated, somewhat aggressive. Uh, Think of, you know, extreme forms of response to it. And in the back of my mind, it's just, you know, let's just maintain cool. Let's, Let's try to talk to those in authority. Let's be respectful. And my whole goal was hopefully to just sit down and talk with uh, those in authority and reason with them based on the facts. And uh, that often is the best way. Just talk gently. And sometimes it means patience. Long By long forbearing as a prince persuaded. Just patiently working with those in authority. And a soft tongue breaketh the bone. Not harsh. Not going in there aggressively. Not trying to fight fire with fire, but a soft tongue breaketh the bone. And this is how I deal with the authorities regularly. If I interact with them downtown, I'm always, you know, very quick to tell them, we are for you, we pray for you, we believe you're God's servant under God, you're a gift to our community. Just so they know, amidst a world that hates 
those in blue, and that that's not the case as far as we're concerned. Anyway, Satan was behind all of this, and he was trying to prevent it, and that was my point. He comes, and he tries to oppose in terms of spiritual life, stopping people from believing, stopping our children from believing. He tries to steal away the seed of the word that we are trying to implant into their hearts. He tries to distract in the place of public worship. He endeavours to do whatever he can, cause us to be too tired to retain, remember and profit from the word. These are all real experiences. Secondly, Satan hinders our devotional life. He prevents you from seeking God. He he causes you to miss out in times of prayer. He's behind that. He's not the only aspect to any evaluation of loss in terms of spiritual devotion. But he is definitely an agent. And he tries to discourage you from reading the word, prevent you from profiting from reading it. If you read it, forget it. Don't meditate on it. Don't take a text with you in your heart to mull over through the day. He, he, ha- he has ways. Maybe through anger at what someone has done, we can't profit from the word. Frustration with our circumstances, we can't profit from the word. Disappointment at God, we don't pray and so we don't advance spiritually. Satan certainly encourages all of these things. He resists the people of God. He also hinders our mental life. He's an expert at stimulating wrong thoughts. He's an expert at causing you to think that the promises of God that others have held to don't apply to you. That the passages which have encouraged other parents to keep on laboring in the word no longer can profit or be of any meaning to you as you look at a wandering child, spiritually wayward. This, this, is, this is the enemy. He tries to come in and attack the mental life and we have to then talk to ourselves like David, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Satan encourages that kind of spiritual depression. And he also hinders our family life. He hinders our family life. He comes in to make spouses be uh, bored with one another, disappointed at one another, uh, to build upon unmet expectations, cause us to feel like we would be happier someone somewhere else with someone else. He comes in, and as I, I said on Wednesday night, he he does what what the prophet warns about in terms of you know, why did God, who had the residue of the spirit, only give to Adam one wife? Why he could have given him multiple wives? Would that not have been more fruitful in terms of filling the earth? But he didn't. He who had a residue of the Spirit, had all the power necessary, only gave to Adam one wife. Why? Because that's the most conducive environment to raise a godly seed. To be with the wife of our youth, raise our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord together. And yet Satan comes, tries to help you uh, in your carnality to think in terms of some other plan is better, some other scenario is improved upon God's intention. This is him. He hinders. And finally, Satan hinders our church life. He comes in to create division. He comes in to create distraction. He comes in to completely obliterate any positive aspects in the church. Find some brother on fire for God, and Satan comes in to quell that through a harsh word from another brother. 
he comes in to make, we, we we have you know you know someone preaching the word of God and we'll find manage to find fault we'll find some way of critiquing it even though there may be in in your little church you might look at your little pa- your pastor and look at his efforts and think oh well he's not like these great well-known preachers but the, like 90% of the christian church across the world would love to have your pastor as their pastor because they don't have trained men they don't have studied men they don't have men who have the first clue really how to preach the word of god they're they're making do with very limited resources and they're thankful for what they have but if they had your pastor they would think they were in, you know think they had the apostle paul and so i wonder has he made inroads in your family i wonder how he's moving in in your family don't be ignorant of his devices brothers sisters don't don't think that he has not got a big target over your family don't think he's he's ignoring your efforts to train your children to discipline to instruct to encourage to be a blessing to your spouse to have a joy-filled atmosphere in the home he wants to come in and sour it he wants to come in and pollute it he wants to come in and devastate it satan hindered us he hindered how is he hindering you don't let him plead oh how jesus taught us that he might deliver us from evil yes jesus bless his name by his merit by the power of his spirit can deliver us from evil so anyway that's it satan hindered he hinders <laughs> <laughs> and I hope he doesn't hinder as I try to progress in these studies. Uh, you can pray that God helps me in that regard. Anyway, we have the weekend to look forward to, the Lord's Day to look forward to, God's Word to look forward to, God's people to look forward to, God's presence to look forward to. Let us prepare our hearts right, even for the Lord's Day. And I will see you again soon.